this is where you can start thinking about the strategy of your practice, right? So when I say strategically, is you need to look at your practice and how it's going to impact it and what stage it's at, right? So if you are, um, you know, you need to <laughs> to take the beach versus take the stronghold tactically and strategically in order to win the war, you have to look at it. So what stage of this battle are you in? What part of the war are you engaged in that you need to move forward? Practice perfect. Actionable business information to take your medical practice to the next level. Now, your host, Nick Dumitru. Welcome back to another episode of Practice Perfect. Today, we're going to talk about whether or not you should charge for a consultation. But before we get into that, I'd like to invite you to come to thinkbases.com and we've got a live widget on there. I'd like you to engage with that widget and just let me know exactly what you're struggling with in terms of your plastic surgery marketing. What is holding your cosmetic practice back? I'm looking for more ideas to create these podcasts so I can help you guys out. And I'd really like to get some feedback on that. So I'd uh, love it if you guys would just engage with that there and let me know. I will see those myself. Uh, if I'm offline, I'll get the messages later. And um, yeah, just uh, head on over to thinkbasis.com and get that done. So let's get into the consultations. Now, in my consulting practice, this is probably one of the most frequent things that I have to deal with, if not the most frequent thing that I have to deal with. And this comes up all the time for every practice, this idea of whether or not you should charge for a consult, what's better to have a free consultation or a paid consultation. Now, there are advantages and disadvantages to charging for a consultation, and the same goes for a free consultation. So, I'd like to examine each so you can decide which is right for your practice. Now, this is a strategic question, and I want you to start thinking in terms of strategy and not just the tactic of whether or not you should try to charge for this consultation. And what I mean by strategy versus tactic is when you're talking strategy, you're thinking more long term. You're thinking about how what you're about to do is going to impact the overall business, whereas a tactic is just a technique. It's something that you're doing. For example, in this case, we're talking about whether or not to charge for a consultation. That's a tactical move. It's something that you're going to do. It's an action. And then I want you to start thinking about why you're doing that action strategically and how that's going to impact the rest of your practice. So I want to give you a way to think about it in a way that will help your practice in the long term, right? So I don't want this to be a short-term solution for you. And I want you to be able to adapt to this concept, the strategy, as your practice changes over time, right? So the I get a lot of situations where plastic surgeons think that if they do something, they've got to do it forever. And I think this comes from the medical background, the fact that if you decide to do a tactic, you've got to kind of always repeat that because that's the way it's done. That's the way it, it has to be. But it doesn't have to be that way forever. Making a change in your practice is not as scary as changing your surgical technique. So I want you also to understand that whatever you decide, whatever you decide to try out in your practice is something that will be able to change over time. And there's no danger for you doing it. You can try something out for uh, you know two, three, four months and then go back and revert and change your mind on that. Okay, so let's first examine the free consultation. 
what happens when you have a free consultation? And this is going to be a generalization, and there will be edge cases where this won't be the case. Um, for example, places where you may have a monopoly or there's not a lot of competition, or quite frankly, your competition just sucks, so it wouldn't really matter what you do. You're going to get the bulk of the business. That's not typically the type of situation I deal with. I deal primarily in competitive markets, in a medium to larger cities where you know, you, you've got to deal with competitors. You have to deal with a market that has a choice that can pick somebody over you. And that's where I'm, I'm going to be focused on is these markets where you do have to deal with competitors. Uh, the market can, you know, change their mind and very quickly go to your competitor if you make a mistake. So a free consultation, what you'll see typically is this. You'll see a much higher volume of patients. You'll see a lot of patients because they may be further up in the buying cycle. They may be more at the inquiring stage and they're not ready to commit financially. Your cost of leads, your cost of acquiring the leads are going to be a lot lower, right? So by cost, I mean your advertising cost. You'll have to pay less to get a lead to fill in a form and come to your practice. If you're not engaged in paid advertising, which you should be, then what you'll see is that your effort to gain them, right? The number of articles you may have to write or the number of uh, social media posts that you have to post will be a lot lower. So just your overall cost of effort and money to acquire these leads and these paid that you're going to see is typically a lot lower with a free consultation. Now, on the other side of that, your no-show rate will typically be a lot higher, right? Because these people are further up. There may be more tire kickers. They're, uh, they're looking to get information more than go through with a transaction, right? So this is an informational situation versus a transactional one. And it's not to say that they're bad patients. It's just that they are not quite yet ready to move forward and they could become patients later on. Now, not all of them will be like that. Obviously, you will get some people that are ready to go and they're just the free consultation is just what they needed. It's the impetus for them to take action. And the way I look at this is I like to say to people that you're going to have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. Depending on where you are in the world, you may not be familiar with that story. It's a children's story about a princess that had to kiss a frog to find her prince and find the person she's looking at. And really in sales and in cosmetic surgery, we're looking to do a lot of the same things. With a free consultation, you will have to kiss a lot of frogs before you discover those quality patients, right? So just be prepared for that. And again, this this is not to say that free or paid is better. I, I want you to start thinking about what this means strategically for your practice. So what will it mean in terms of having to see a lot of people? And we'll get into uh, that a little bit later. But everything has implications, right? So free consultation, having to see a lot of people, you may obviously have to staff up or get support or just be prepared to sit around. So those are all things to consider. So that's the free consultation. Let's quickly examine the paid consultation. Now, with a paid consultation, what you'll typically see is a lower volume of patients, right? Unless you're a celebrity, if you've gotten to that celebrity angle, you're you're able to get good publicity in your area. And I would argue that that these days changes a little bit as well because people are not paying attention to uh, singular forms of media anymore. But let's say you've got you know, just a celebrity status in your city and in the medium that you're acquiring patients from, right? So maybe you're putting out a lot of video, you're putting a lot of this effort. And, you know, I don't distinguish between free and paid in terms of, uh, you know, oh, I'm so happy that I'm not paying for getting these leads because you're paying one way or another. You're sacrificing either your family time or you're sacrificing, uh, you know, your health, your stress, and you're putting forth effort. So whether you're, you're getting a lot of patients on social media and you've 
a established more of a quote unquote celebrity type status, you're Instagram famous, you know, you're still putting forth that effort. So just understand that if you've got a paid consultation and you don't have that sort of volume and celebrity and desire for people to come in, you will typically see less patients on any given day unless you've got a solid lead flow and you're, you know, you're able to acquire a lot of patients to keep yourself busy and keep yourself booked. But, you know, if you're a, a mid-level practice or even doing okay uh, and you're switching from free to paid, all things being equal, be prepared for your lead volume to go down, right? So your leads and your uh, the number of patients that you're going to see may drop a little bit, sometimes quite significantly. Now, just like with the free consultation where I said that you have to be prepared for more no-shows and things, generally with a paid consultation, you will see a higher quality of individual. Uh, it's not always the case, though. I'm seeing a really strange trend that's happening, I'd say, over the past six to eight months in the more competitive markets where people are just more distracted than they've ever been. And even though they paid, they put down a credit card, they're ready to come in for these consultations. There's still no showing. So that's still an issue. Lately, I've been seeing that, like I said, in the past six to eight to 12 months or so. That's just been a trend that happens. But with a paid consultation, right? If you've, if you've got a paid consultation, you should typically expect someone further down the buying cycle, right? So this is someone that maybe has gone to some free consultations or maybe has gone to some other paid consultations. And now she's ready to um, go through with her decision. She's on that journey, right? From the beginning where a person thinks that they may need something to the point where they're ready to take action, right? You can just think of that as a journey, as a uh, a buying path, is how I describe it in my book, as they're on this path. And when they are paying for a consultation, they're further down this path and they're ready to go, right? So you should expect that. That's typically what happens. Again, I don't say that as a hard and fast rule because I have seen people starting to flake more lately, but that is typically what you should expect. So you know, that's one of the main things about uh, free versus paid is is the number of people and the quality and the readiness of them to purchase and go through with their surgery. Those are the two or three biggest differences that you'll see. Now, I said that you should start thinking of this in terms of the strategy of your practice. What is it that your practice needs? Depending on what level you are, let's say that you're a younger physician, you're just getting into the market versus someone that's established and has been there for a long time and has a following, has a referral base. This is where you can start thinking about the strategy of your practice, right? So when I say strategically, you need to look at your practice and how it's going to impact it and what stage it's at, right? So if you are, um, you know, you need to, <laughs> to take the beach versus take the stronghold tactically and strategically in order to win the war, you have to look at it. So what stage of this battle are you in? What part of the war are you engaged in that you need to move forward? And with a younger physician, someone that's maybe younger or even established but not busy, no longer busy, right? So that happens as well. I'm going to put you in the same boat because both of you are dealing with the same issues. Now, the younger physician needs to see more patients, right? Because he or she may not be in a good spot in terms of a referral base or they may not have a lot of before and after photos. They may not have a lot of experience. So they need to see a lot of patients to gain that experience and get the volume and get people coming in because it moves the practice forward, right? Like it gets the practice going. Now, what I see is typically with a practice that is more established, but not busy. They're in the same situation. They still need these patients, but 
typically what I see is that the doctor's a little bit burnt out, right? So they're suffering from this idea that uh, they should be more successful, right? So they're, they've got the anguish in their own mind and they're fighting against the psychological issue as well. And that really comes from the fact that they are basing their current success on past expectations, right? So they had these things from the past, but their current reality is not that. And then it causes this um, fragmentation in their mind, and that leads to unhappiness. And what happens typically is that they don't have the energy to see a lot of these free tire-kicking patients, people that are further up the path. And, you know, that's really an energy issue. That's uh, age doesn't really have a lot to do with it. I'll tell you that uh, I've seen doctors that are, uh, you know, in their 70s, mid 70s, and still going really strong, and they're ready to go. Their mind is in the right spot, and they've got the energy level to do that. Typically, with younger doctors, that's not an issue because they haven't been burnt out yet. But it's not an age thing. It's really a psychological, emotional, you know, depression style situation that you're dealing with there. So a practice without a lot of volume, without a lot of current volume in a market that has the volume to sustain it should strategically look at a free consultation and see if that's something that they can handle, right? So look at the strategy. I need more patients, right? I need to grow the practice. I need to breathe some fire into it. I'm charging $100, $150, $200, $300 for a consultation, whatever it is that you're charging. That may be putting people off. It's costing me a lot more to acquire my patients. I've got the time because I'm not busy. So strategically, I should consider bringing on free consultations or at least the option of it to try to increase the volume on my slow days, right? So you look at it strategically. Like if you're busy on Mondays and Wednesdays, because that's when everybody wants to come in, you can do a consultation on a Tuesday or Thursday if you're available and then do those free maybe to try to free up those spots, right? Like if the someone is resisting paying for a Monday, uh, you can try to shift them over to a Tuesday. Well, look, the doctor's willing to see people on Tuesday. It's a bit busier. Uh, you may have to wait a little more, but it is a free consultation. Is that something you may be interested in, right? So you give your staff this strategic tool that they can use at a tactical level to try to fill up your non-busy times, right? So this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying you've got to evaluate your practice, what stage is it in, and look at it strategically and see what it, impact it'll have for you to switch from free to paid and vice versa. Now, I don't just deal with doctors that are struggling, right? So I do deal with doctors that are doing very well and they just want to do better. So if you're a successful practice, when should you consider a free consultation, right? And what I see and what I deal with typically is when you want to increase the volume of your practice and you don't want to keep the physician as busy, but you want to scale, right? Like you want to open up a second, third, fourth, fifth location, and you really want to move this over. You really, you want to increase the volume of people that you're putting through your practice and increase your income. And you want to leverage your time by offering a medical consultation for more patients without you being there. So what I mean by a medical consultation is rather than offering a physician consult, right? So in in our consultancy, we tend to uh, differentiate those two. So we look at a physician consult as, right, like that's the cream of the crop. That's the top level that you can get as a patient. But you can also give something to people that are just looking to maybe do a little tire kicking, get some answers, maybe get their hands on some implants and see what they feel like, right? Like they're just further from the purchase, right? They're on their buying journey. They're not quite there yet. And you can offer your staff to them as opposed to your time, right? And you can make that time free. So that's one way for you to leverage in a busy practice where the physician is maxed out, but they do want to see more patients. They want to capture more of that market. 
to capture that market, really the variable will be time, right? So you go from a person that's ready to go in a month or two months or three months or six months or a year or two years, right, to their surgery, you still want to capture that patient and start nurturing them. And the way that you do that is that you let them engage with your practice, you get them on your list and you follow up with them over time and really nurture them through that decision and try to accelerate the decision, but without tying up the physician's time because you're busy, maybe you're maxed out with these paid consults anyway, but you do want to scale, you do want to try to get more geographic reach, you want to open up multiple locations, you want to bring on a partner and really grow your practice. To do that, you need the volume to increase the volume, you know, this is something where you could offer a free consultation as a strategic decision to help you grow the practice. So again, strategy versus tactic. The tactic is not as important as the reason why you're doing it, right? So look at that in terms of where your practice is at and what your goals are. Those are the two biggest things that you have to really look at before you make a tactical decision, before you make a move and decide which tactic is better is look at where you're sitting and where you want to be. And then decide if the tactic is going to help you achieve that strategic objective. Now, the other place a successful practice could start changing is when they need a lower cost of acquisition, right? So more patients, they want to pay less to get these patients. And they want to really free up the doctor and they want to put the doctor to do more surgeries as opposed to doing a lot of these consultations where, you know, maybe tying up a lot of his time. So by offering this kind of free consultation, by changing the model, right, the strategic model from going to, let's say, you could go from a physician consult to a pure medical consult where they just see a, a medical specialist or someone that's not the physician and they only see the physician for a brief amount of time. Again, this is a strategic decision. It can impact the quality of your reviews. It can impact the quality of the patient. It can impact everything, but strategically it would allow you to grow. So you need to decide if this is something that makes sense for the practice, if this is a strategy that you want to employ. And again, when you try something, it doesn't mean that it's forever. It's not a forever thing. Yes, there's effort in going back and forth because you've got to train staff. But if you are running regular meetings with your staff, that shouldn't be a problem because you're valuing their input and they're part of the company. You should be able to make these kinds of moves and, and carefully calculated tests without issue. Now, we've talked about how going free versus paid can um, cause certain issues like no-shows and so on. So I want to discuss some coping strategies, some things that you can start to think about in terms of how to handle some of those situations. So one of the things that I want you to think about is how you can decrease that show rate, right? So there are tactics that rather increase the show rate, decrease the no-show rate, because there are tactics that you can employ which will help them, right? Like reminders, uh, taking a credit card, things of that nature. You start to look at the no-show situation if it happens to go up with a free consultation, right? And look at ways to build value into that console and talk to your staff and really train them up and make sure that you are uh, policing them doing these tactics that bring people into the practice, right? Because like I said, a free consultation isn't necessarily better all the time or worse than a paid consultation. It's really a matter of how you handle that and how that impacts your practice. So one of the things that you need to start coping with is this no-show rate. So start thinking about how you can deal with that. Now, if you've gone with a paid consultation, right, and one of the impacts that can happen is that it can tie up the doctor's time, right? So if you do 100% of your own consults with no staff support, you may be struggling with how to handle the, the physician's time. So that's one of the things that you can start talking to your staff about is how can they 
be leveraged to ease up the burden on the physician, right? So you as a doctor, how can you now employ your staff and how can they help you, right? So invite them to give their ideas of how they can help you see more patients, squeeze more in in the same amount of time, right? So if it's taking you an hour, an hour and a half to see a patient, how can you reduce that to 45 minutes? If you're seeing them to 45 minutes, how can you reduce that to half an hour or 20, 25 minutes? without impacting the quality of the perception that the patient has, right? So their perceived value of that consultation, but how can they increase your time and then get more volume through there, right? So that's another thing that you have to start thinking about coping with. I want you to start thinking about having a plan for how to deal with no-shows. So on a free consultation or a paid consultation, when people no-show, what is it that you're doing? What is the staff doing? What are you doing as a physician to maximize that downtime other than twiddling your thumbs and feeling bad about it? Or doing unproductive activity, you know, like paperwork or your files or something where you, you kind of retreat into your sanctum and, and don't do anything that moves the business forward, right? Now, paperwork's important, but it shouldn't be a high energy activity at your most prime time. So typically you're seeing patients during the day when you've got a lot of energy, you shouldn't be doing a low energy activity like your files when you could be doing something more productive, picking up the phone, working on your marketing, whatever it might be. But think about how you can switch gears like that. If a patient doesn't show, rather than feeling bad about it, how can you maximize that downtime? What can you do? What are the strategies that you guys can employ? And what are the tactics that you can put in place to really help you cope with that if that happens and you get no shows? So while you're working on getting more people to show, you're also working on managing this downtime so that it's not a wasted effort for the practice, right? Like you could do many team meetings. You could do, uh, you know, working on things together. You could go on your own and work on things. You could pick up the phone. You could get your staff to call out and get referrals and get uh, people coming back for uh, non-surgical treatments, right? So how can you maximize that time for the whole practice when a patient no-shows for whatever reason? Now, we talked a little bit about building value. So one of the most important things here when you're coping with no-shows is how are you building the value? Why are people coming to your practice? What's the reason that they're there? Why do they want to come in the first place, right? And are you building the value for them into coming into the actual consultation, even if it's free, right? Just because something is free, it shouldn't lack value. The person should be excited about it. So how are you dealing with that? Start talking with your staff, start talking with your marketing director, and really figure out exactly why people are coming in and what you're adding of value to that transaction that people actually want to show up. The other thing I want you to realize is that in a competitive market, if you've got people that are providing the same services as you, whether it's Botox or breast augmentation, it doesn't matter. If the consumer has a choice, it's very important for you to stand out from them. I highly recommend you grab my book. If you haven't, you can grab it on Amazon. You can uh, fill it in on our website at thinkbasis.com. I'll put a link in the comments. But if you haven't gotten the book, and I'm not trying to sell books here, (laughs) believe me, the uh, uh, number of plastic surgeons in the world, if I got all of them to buy a book, it would not make me wealthy. There's just not enough plastic surgeons out there to do that. That's not why I wrote the book. I wrote the book to really help you. And I want you to get an understanding that when you have competition in the market, if you're a commodity, if the consumer has a choice, they will go with the person that they feel best meets their need and they have a reason to purchase with them. So you can't 
afford to think that you're the only option in the market anymore. And this is a misconception that I see, particularly with doctors that have been in the market for a while, 15, 20, 25 years, right? And they don't understand because the good old days uh, are gone. The good old days when, you know, someone came to their practice or called or was referred and they're almost like a gimme patient. It was very easy to close them. Those days are gone. These days in some of the larger cities, they've got 40, 50, 70, 90, 100 something plus options to go to, all right? And they are educated by the market and by your own association, like the American Society of Plastic Surgeons actually tells people to go see at least three doctors, right? So don't assume that because they have booked a consultation with you, there's a reason for them to come to you. And they may either have booked two or three more after your visit or before, Right. So you have to make sure that you give them a reason to come. You remind them about how great it is and tell them all of the benefits of coming in to see you and not making a decision until they've seen you. Right. So even if they've gone to the other two or three competitors, they should be so excited about coming to your consultation that they will wait to make a decision with them. Right. So they will have gone there, walked out of their practice, but they're still so excited to come see you because you've built up that value in the consultation, that they will wait to make a decision and gives you the opportunity to actually close that sale, to actually make that patient your patient and take them out of the market. Now, if they've got people booked afterwards, they should have had such a great experience in your consultation that it becomes a no-brainer to book with you on the spot, right? So that's the other flip side of that, is that you want to take them out of the market so that they don't even have to bother going to the other two or three competitors, and then they (laughs) become a no-show for your competitors as opposed to you. So keep that in mind. I want you to start thinking about the coping strategies in this situation. When you're thinking about a paid versus a free consultation, all of these issues will crop up. It will change strategically. You may have a reason for doing it, but understand that there are ramifications to any action and that you have to have these coping mechanisms in place, right? So these coping strategies uh, and then the tactics to go along with them and deal with that strategic objective and the strategic problem that you start facing as a result of changing from free to paid or paid to free. Now, to sum it up, I want you to understand that there is no right or wrong answer to the paid versus free consultation. The only thing that really matters is that you figure out at what stage your business is in, your practice is in, and what strategy is best for your practice at that time, right? So look at your practice, honestly evaluate it. Strategically, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go from where you're standing right now? Where do you want to be? What's the strategy that's going to get you there? And then decide on this tactical operation, whether it's going to be free versus paid, and then how to deal with that and do that. All right, so I'm going to leave you with that question that wraps up this episode. What strategy are you going to employ and why? That's the question I want you to answer. At your next team meeting, I want you to really talk about that and start answering that and really get your staff to start thinking about the bigger picture as well because a lot of times staff will uh, get bogged down in the details and then they don't understand why you're doing it and they may get frustrated. So really discuss it with your staff, discuss it with your uh, practice manager and figure out where you want to get to and why you're going to make this change. So if you're struggling with the idea of charging for a consultation because you feel it solves some problems, you may find that if you haven't really dealt with the other issues that it doesn't solve those problems at all. So 
figure out what it is, what's the problem that you're trying to solve, go out there and solve it. As always, give me some feedback, go to thinkbasis.com, engage there, either send an email or uh, engage with a little live chat widget on the site. And uh, let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you're struggling with. Let me know what it is that I can help answer. I'd love to compile a Q&A episode at some point. So the more questions, the better. And I will see you on the next episode. Good luck and go out there and make a decision on your paid versus free consultations.